So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so honored that you took a little bit of time out of your day to listen to us so that you could grow in confidence and integrity. And I can promise you by the end of today's episode, we will help you do that just a little bit more. Um, I'm going to jump right in. So there's no promo today. Um, Today we're talking about not with that attitude. What does that even mean? Um, I'm going to set this up with a story. I, I used to be a worship leader for several different churches. I started leading worship when I was 18. I became a worship pastor when I was 19. And from the ages of 19 until about 28, 29, I had worship responsibilities at a church in varying qualities. Sometimes it was part-time, other times it was full-time. My strength as a worship leader was uh, not just the ability to lead the congregation in worship, but really to develop people into being members of a worship team. And the first place that I led worship was a small country church. My dad was the pastor. They they had the radical idea to start a worship team. You know, this was a church that had been organ and choir for many years. The choir was aging. They were actually literally dying off. And they missed the music in the church. And they knew that they had to get modern. And so uh, my dad was always very good at that. And so he was able to create a culture that was open to Uh, more modern day worship. And, you know, we had different leaders come in and start the band and whatever. But eventually I got to take over and that was that was really cool. And that that wasn't by design. That's another story for another day. But it led to this this season where I was leading worship and I got to develop our team. And uh, for the longest time, our team did not have a bass player. And we had some people that would kind of jump in and out, but they liked playing guitar and other instruments and, and bass was, you know, not always of interest. And so we would often run without bass, but um, there was a, a girl in the congregation. She was, you know, around my age and I knew that she wanted to get involved. I knew it. I, I could see the look in her eyes. Pastors kind of have this sixth sense where they can tell people want to get plugged in and they start recruiting. And so that's what I did with her. And um, some of her friends were on the worship team. So, you know, we all kind of, um, I don't know, we 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 sort of not officially had this little strategy for kind of getting her to come to a worship practice. And it start, that's exactly how it started off. It was like, look, we're not asking you to join the team. We're just asking you to come out to a practice, come jam with us for a little bit. Um, You know, like classic pastoring, kind of like just step by step, little by little until before you know it, you're a lifer. So so she agrees to come out and um, she's like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm like, well, we want you to play bass. And she's like, I don't know how to play bass. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. I'll teach you. And she's like, you know, she has every objection in the world. And I'm just like, no, that's okay. We'll we'll teach you. We'll figure that out. oh yeah, you know, we're not going to ask you to do that, you know, even though it's probably something we were going to ask her to do. Like just being awful in that way, but knowing this was a good thing for her. And so, uh, you know, little by little, she started turning up to practices. Uh, you know, bass is a very in- easy instrument to teach. So we started to teach that and how to read chord charts. And she was starting to develop a sense of rhythm. And oh, it was, it was actually amazing. It was amazing. And she she kind of got to this point where she she didn't just show up so she could play bass and hang out with her friends, which is kind of how it started, admittedly. 
Um, but she actually started to fall in love with the instrument and she was starting to buy some gear and watch more videos on YouTube and figure out how do they do this and how do they do that. And, and it was, it was amazing, amazing to see her development. And, um, one of the things that these guys would hear me say often, and and this girl in particular, there's a few moments that I can recall us having these, these interactions is this statement, the title of today's episode, not with that attitude. And um, it's sort of become this mantra that just, you know, pops up. It pops up now in my marriage and, and in other places as well. And where I say it is when people make I can't statements. And so I'm, I can remember one song. I don't remember the specific song that we were doing at worship practice. And there was a little bass hook. And so, you know, um, we got to the part and I kind of looked over to her and I was, and she didn't play it. You know, she just played the straight notes. And uh, I was like, hey, what happened? You know, why didn't you do the hook? She's like, I can't do that. And, you know, it, it, it became this thing where they, they knew, like everyone on the worship team knew, as soon as somebody would say, I can't do that, out of my mouth would come the words, not with that attitude. I can't do that. <laughs> not with that attitude. And, you know, it was kind of a, it was a jokey sort of playful way of saying, I'm pretty sure you can. And I, and I think if you were willing to open yourself up a little bit, you would in fact realize that you can do it. And so this particular day, the song, I wish I remember the song now, but um, I said, no, you, you definitely can. Uh, I said, well, no, I said, no, with that attitude. <laughs> that was what I said. And, you know, everyone's laughing and she's kind of rolling her eyes at me. And I'm like, no, no, no look, like this is, this is all it is. It's just, you know, da, 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 da. It's just like, I, I kind of show a couple things. And of course she's like, oh, well, you make that look so easy, like easy for you to say. And I'm like, okay, we'll just try it. And she's like so embarrassed, right? Like, no, I'm not going to try this thing because I'm going to fail in front of all my friends and da, 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 da. I'm like, just give it a shot. Let's, let's see, you know? And so I'm kind of playing it along with her and I'm playing, I'm looping it so she can just join in and try playing it with me when she wants. And, you know, she tries it and she kind of fumbles over it. And when she fumbles over it, she's kind of look, like looking embarrassed, but we're, we're all just smiling. We're like, hey, that was awesome. Okay, try it again. And she starts doing it. And then by the end of it, she's like, I did it. I can do it. You know, she like the 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 mental shift is totally different now. And she has literally shocked herself because she's doing something that just a few minutes ago she she told herself I cannot do it. It is not possible. And it was all because of her attitude. <laughs> oh man, it's so funny to me. And so, you know, my my wife sometimes will say and some, sometimes it's totally like um it's totally unrealistic like um like I'm like, oh, let's go, let's go catch a movie, and she'll be like, we can't watch a movie. Like it's it's eleven o'clock, the theaters are closed, and I'm like, not with that attitude, you know. Where it's like, okay, actually, attitude's not the issue here. But um, you know, I think in in addiction recovery, and I would say, you know, even in personal growth in in general, we all find these these ceilings in our life. You know, whether it's relationally, vocationally, or or wherever else, you know, in recovery. Where it's like, oh yeah, I, I've I've made it this far, and I'm familiar with this part, and I know how this goes, but I'm not going to be able to go any further. You know, I I I just it's like, yeah, like Sathya, you know, that's great that you're at six and a half years of, of freedom. You know, I'm like struggling once a month right now. I just can't get any further. Well, not with that attitude. <laughs> You know, I, yeah, I, I know that like the whole roots thing worked for you, but like I've, I've done some forgiveness and, you know, I, I journal and um, I just can't really seem to get past this barrier. Well, not with that attitude. 
No, 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 Sathya. But you know, my situation is different. You know, you don't know the traumas I've been through. You don't know. You know, you, you know, it's just different. Like you were a pastor's kid. You had a pretty good upbringing, so you know everything was good for you. But no, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I can't. There's just, there's, there's no way I can't. Well, yeah, no, there is no way you can't with that attitude. But as soon as we begin to open ourselves up, as soon as we explore the realm of possibility. We don't have to have the answers. We don't have to have the strategy. You don't even have to know the next step. But as soon as you make the decision that this is possible, then it's just a matter of figuring out how. I'm on a goal right now to weigh 185 pounds. And for some of you, that number might seem really low. Uh, For me, it's really high. I've been anywhere from 145 to 155 pounds for most of my adult life. And I, I used to, you know, go to the gym when I was in university and I, I probably reached about 160. Um, and then I was doing a lot more, you know, running and um, that kind of stuff. And so my weight went down. I've been about 150 for the last few years. And uh, it was only in October, I think, of 2021, I started going to the gym. Uh, November, actually. I started going to the gym with the goal to kind of put on some muscle mass. I thought it'd be cool to gain about 15 pounds while I'm in Jamaica. And I didn't hit 15 pounds. I think I hit about 10 um, so I'm, you know, I'm sitting at about 160, 161 right now. Um, but now I have a more concrete goal, which is to get to 185. And if it takes me a year or three years, I don't really care, but that's kind of the direction I'm going in. And guys, I am hitting like every mental block right now. Cause I've been at 160 for about four months and I've changed my programming and I've tried, um, uh, you know, more protein shakes and I'm getting my protein in. Um, and I'm, I've just made another adjustment to my diet now, but I've probably made about five, six adjustments along the way. And every single time, the reason that adjustment came was because I first caught myself making an, I can't statement. So it was like, ah, yeah, you know what? I just can't get past 160, you know? And, and then of course that second voice in my head is like, not with that attitude, you know, it's like, ah, I just can't. I don't know. It's like, it doesn't matter what programming I do. I just can't get past that, you know? And so every time I catch myself, I'm like, oh my goodness. No, this is possible. Sathya, it is possible. You are going to do this. You just haven't figured out how. You just haven't figured out what works for you yet. And I'm on that journey. I'm up now. I'm starting to increase again. And it turns out I was not eating enough food. I was eating a lot of food, but it still wasn't enough for my metabolism. And so it looks like maybe we've cracked the code for at least the next leg of the journey. And that's, that's quite promising. But it took months of, you know, iterations, trying different things, getting feedback, talking to people, getting tons of advice that was good, but not relevant. And eventually finding something now that seems to be pushing the needle forward a little bit. And, you know, stay tuned. I'll keep you posted on how the rest of this journey goes. But for you in recovery, you may have to apply the same concepts. Maybe you've tried a bunch of things that haven't worked and you've allowed that deflating attitude to creep in again. I want to encourage you to nip that thing in the bud to once again make up your mind that you will get free, period. The question now is how. We're not, we're not waiting for you know some golden ticket or some magic pill. We're not going to wait for the right timing. We're going to make up our minds that I will get fully 100% free, as in no turning back, no more relapses. I will get there. And I'm not going to allow any thinking, any rationale, any reasoning or, or emotional kind of 
comforting to cushion a lower standard than that. And what I've tried has got me here. Maybe I need to try something new to get me to the next step, to the next step, to the next step until I'm in that place. So make up your mind first and then figure out how. It's as simple as that. It's not as easy as that because what I just said there is actually very difficult to pull off. It takes a lot of guess and error, uh, guess and check, trial and error, whatever it is. Um, it takes time and effort, but it's worth it, you know. And um, let me just remind you that on the other side of freedom is greater relationships with your loved ones, a stronger connection to God, um, not living with the guilt and the shame hanging over your head. Uh, we're talking about you stepping more into your callings, you know, not having that fear of being a hypocrite or being found out. We're talking about your brain rewiring, you having stronger mental fortitude and faculty. Uh, we're talking about you uh, thinking more creatively, more outside of the box, and being more present in your mental and creative endeavors, whatever they may be. So there's a lot on the line here, and all of it is av- is available to you. If you're willing to move past the attitude of I can't do it, or this is just the way it is, this is just how far we'll go. And if you're willing to open up yourselves to new possibilities, to the fact that you can and you will fully overcome porn, it's really just a question now of how. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Thea again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.